Hi, this is Bimi Shavery, and I am here with your daily dose of energy. And I want to just give y'all the rundown really, really quick. Um, There is a lot of things that are going on in our communities, in our society, in our lives personally, and um, not so much. And it's very important that these things are addressed. And I have received your emails. I have received um, your questions asking me about my opinion. And I am someone who doesn't have a problem with stating where I stand. However, I do feel that it is very necessary to be strategic and selective when you are speaking to an abundance of people who come from a different perspectives all over the world. Um, And so I always want to be very careful um, with how I come off and what it is that I'm saying. Not that I am trying to censor myself because I am in no way doing that, but I do want to be considerate of all facets of the world, okay? Despite my personal beliefs, um, or whatever. Okay. And what I want to say to you guys is I have been someone who has written for major blogs, who has written for major publications, who has spoken, who has created documentaries, who has, um, been on so many different media platforms I I, I can't even name who have who has worked with some of the most incredible individuals but who who has also crossed paths with some individuals who I choose to not name but will clearly say I wish I never met these people but then on the other hand I'm glad that I did because I was able to see how different people truly can be when they are from different places in the world. Okay. With all that being said, I do want to touch base on a few of the things that have been going on and what people have been asking of me. And I am pretty sure that this is how people are accustomed to me speaking and you're used to me speaking about certain things and you are very much so aware of who I am when it comes to my personality and the dualities of my personality. But I want to give you guys a bit of a disclaimer. For those of you who are used to me speaking about uh, spirituality and those who are very accustomed to me speaking astrology language and those who are used to hearing me speak in a very optimistic uh, undertone, I feel it's also necessary for me to let you know that there is a duality to who I am. And so as a woman, who has been through a lot of different things, who has experienced a lot of different things, who has chartered many different waters. It is necessary for you to understand that there are different faucets of who I am as a person. So if you are here and you are expecting a one-way personality I want to let you know that I am not the person for you. I'm a very consistent individual. I'm very authentic in who I am and the duality of that in a, as a whole, okay? I have so many different listeners. You guys come from so many different parts of the world, all different type of beliefs. And you know that I am someone who is made up of so many different things. I've studied so many different religions. I have practiced a whole lot of different things when it comes to creating and cultivating an experience for me in a spiritual way. My relationship with God is my own. I don't push or try to convert anyone to my own beliefs because my beliefs are created based on my experiences, based on my own knowledge, based on my own navigation through this thing called life. And I only encourage each of you to find your own path. And I have been used as a vessel to assist you in doing so. So I don't take that lightly. And I do want to mention 
also before I go into what it is that I want to speak about um I know that there are individuals who definitely get offended when they are triggered okay when people are triggered it causes individuals to react and I'm learning and I have learned that their reaction is not my responsibility. What I relay is, okay? And the intent behind it is. And as long as I'm okay with that, whatever comes from that is not in my hands, okay? Drink something. We live in a society where people want to be politically correct when it is beneficial for their stance. I don't operate in political correctness. I do operate in a thing that I like to call subjectable common sense. And I like to operate when I know the facts or where I've collected enough facts to form my own opinion that is educated and rooted in facts. So what I'm gonna speak about today, and I'm gonna try to do this as briefly as I possibly can. There will possibly be a part one and part two, but hopefully not. It just, I don't want it to be very drawn out and long. If you're familiar with me, you have Definitely, um, you, you're accustomed to my website and you're accustomed to the writings that I've done all the way back to 2013, 2014, where I've spoken about racism and I've spoken about bigotry and I've spoken about the difference between the two. I've spoken about cultural appropriation. I've spoken about so many different things that have gotten a lot of people to support me um which that wasn't my intent to create a movement of of any sort i am operating out of my own authenticity and when you do that um you you connect to people who appreciate that in 2014 i created a, a series called journey to better and it was the phase two of uh three phases And each of these phases consisted of 15 day uh, cycles. So it was from day one to day 15. um, And we spoke about different things per day, right? I spoke about different things. I provided the tools much like the programs that I offer today. These are a little different though. And one of the um, days that really, it's so incredible when I go back and I review it because it's so interesting. Why I decided to speak about it today is because there is a lot of things going on in the media when it comes to race, when it comes to discrimination, when it comes to a lot of different hatred against the culture of black people. And this is no way in any way trying to diminish what it is that we as a culture can work on. But this, I'm not speaking about what we as a culture can work on. I'm speaking on as a society, collectively. There has always been an imbalance. There will always be an imbalance. And that is not something I am even foreseeing to change in my lifetime. Not my lifetime, not the lifetime of my nieces and nephews, not the lifetime of my great grands or whomever. I just don't foresee that because this has been what this world, this country has been built on. And it's very difficult to change the leaves of a structure without interrupting the core. We've had many moments where we've interrupted the core. We are currently in the midst of an interruption, but it is not 
going to be easy to destroy the roots in which it was created on because that is going to take a lot of honesty and a lot of integrity and a lot of education without your own biasness. And a lot of people, most people are just not capable of that. So I want to first start off by saying that in 2014, I wrote about learning the cope of cultural injustice and bridging the gaps and the importance of that because there was so much going on. In 2014, there was so much going on. And part of the reason why I started this blog, at the time it was a blog instead of a website, I started it because I needed to release. I was creating a film, the film was picking up all over the place. It was speaking about a lot of things that are now considered normal, but in 2013, 2014, people weren't speaking about any of the topics publicly that I was speaking about and the depths in which I was speaking about and the capabilities that I had to bring people together. Yes, people are creating documentaries now, but I, for one, was the only documentary that was created in that time frame that spoke about the things that I spoke about to my generation in a way that was so bold and it was so controversial that so many people did not want to be a part of it at first because it was a trigger. It was a trigger. And I stuck with my guns. I stuck with my heart. I stuck with my feelings. I stuck with my beliefs. I continued pushing forward because I knew that it was necessary. It was necessary. I talked about everything from abuse to uh, LGBTQ community to molestation in the church to criminal justice reform in the system and the systematic injustice that occurs. I spoke about all kind of things. The documentary ended up taking three months to film. And after all of the editing and reducing that we did, it still was a four hour long documentary. We had to literally release it in parts because it was so much information to take in. And I, to this day, have a very difficult time sitting and listening and feeling because it is such an impactful and emotionally triggering film. Needless to say, a lot of things occurred, a lot of things happened where it turned out to be a very, very successful film. And the reason I'm bringing that up today is because I feel like it is beyond necessary for me to remind people that the things that we are seeing today are not new. I come from a family with two great grandparents. I knew both of my great grandmothers. I grew up with my great grandmothers, my grandmothers, my grandfathers, my great aunts, great uncles on both sides. Mind you, my grandmother passed 2015 ish, 104 years old. My father grew up with his grandmother, his grandmother, my great grandmother, my grandmother, I grew up with his side of the family, my mom's side of the family. And I have so much diversity in my family that it makes it impossible for me to hate one particular race or one particular culture, one particular religion or, or sexual orientation, etc. so on. It makes it very, very difficult because these are in, this is my family. It, my family is a melting pot. I have 21 first cousins grown up together as if we were siblings. And that is only on my father's side. Our family reunions each year top out 300 to 400. And that is just my family, not their spouses, not just, not their children, not, these are my family, not even the full family. 
Okay, so trust me when I say what I'm speaking about is not a biased and it's not from an ignorant stand. It is from a very intellectual yet realistic space because I have family who are politicians. I have family who are Republican and Democrat. I have family who don't vote at all. I have family who have so many different beliefs. So many people are in different parts of the world doing so many different things. I have NFL players, I have uh, celebrity dancers, I have celebrity singers, I have artists, every creators everywhere you go. We have hardworking, normal, normal individuals. We have all kinds of people in our family. So I'm coming from a very diverse understanding. So don't get it twisted, okay? Don't get it twisted. But I feel that it's necessary for me to dig into this and, and just to give you guys an overview on why, what you do and how you view life and people and your inability to see beyond what you've always seen can hold you back. And that is a systematic trigger. Okay, so. What I'm speaking about now is we can go all the way to what's going on with the uh, government, the lack of concern for minority areas, the lack of testing. It can go to the uh, privilege of uh, white people who uh, in Texas, one lady literally defied the law, refused to shut down after court injunctions, after plenty of warnings, and the government stood behind her and released her, changed his order to support her. And we have many, many, many black and brown individuals who are still incarcerated with fines and a criminal record for defying the very orders that were in place days before they chose to rally behind this particular stylist, which if you do a little bit of investigation, you know that the attorney general, who is also uh, Republican, his wife is the person who is the, the head of the reopen Texas marches and protests. So she was definitely behind making sure that the attorney general and the governor got behind releasing this particular stylist. But we can go through that and we can dissect that and we can break it all down. But we are just going to show, I want to show the partnership. And for so many people, it doesn't even matter if it's fair because it's not about fairness when it comes to cultural uh, delegation. It is not about what's fair. It is not about freedom. It is not about equality. It is about what benefits me. How am I benefiting from this particular situation? When I speak about it, when I see in the news, and it's very, very difficult for me to watch the recent events when it comes to a mod. <sighs> The situation with this this young African-American man who was gunned down by two rednecks. And I, I will give you a disclaimer. I have family in small towns, OK? But I've always had this uneasy feeling when it comes to Caucasian individuals who have this deep southern twang in their voice from backwood type of areas. I'm very uncomfortable around individuals who have never or rarely seen black people or Hispanic people or Asian people. And they look at you like you are a target, like a piece of uh, livestock. And the way this young man was gunned down on the street and the way the lies were used to cover up the reason he was shot. It took thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and organized investigation and 
process, due process, just to bring the two people who killed this man to justice months later. So I have a very difficult time when it comes to listening to that and watching that because as a black woman who has black brothers and black sisters and black friends, black grandparents, it is very frightening. And and to be completely honest with you, it has definitely caused me fear and a downright refusal to birth children because I refuse to birth a child in a world that has been created on such demonic stuff. So what am I talking about? There's a lot going on around the world. And we can see the injustice in all different kind of ways, not just culturally uh, when it comes to your race, but also when it comes to how people are treated when it comes to treatment for illnesses, how people are treated when they are disregarded so socially, how people are treated when it comes to just humanity as a whole is so divided. It's even very interesting how the cemeteries are still divided, you know? So I felt that it's important to speak about an issue that is not a small one for me. Um, I'm not gonna pretend it's not difficult to talk about these things and I'm not gonna pretend it doesn't hurt. I'm not gonna say that I don't want anyone's feelings to be hurt because if you are triggered, you need to be. I've already let you know that I'm a very diverse person. I've already explained to you a bit of my background. And if you follow me and supported me for all these years and you know enough about me to know that I'm not coming from a place where I am being uh, racially ignorant. I'm equally as hard on my own culture as I am as the culture of the society as a whole, but I am specifically speaking to the individuals who choose to create hate, who choose to operate in hate and bigotry and prejudice, I am talking to you. Because people like myself and my nieces and nephews have to live in a world of more that is created by you. When it comes to cultural appropriation and utilizing our talents and utilizing our resources and our capabilities and maximizing your profit on the backs of those who have suffered to be heard, seen, or even felt only to be disregarded once we're no longer usable or viewed as profitable. It is offensive and beyond offensive, it creates this, this wall and this barrier that is almost impossible to remove because the opposite side refuses to understand the part they play, regardless to how you were born, regardless to how you were raised, regardless to the inability to understand beyond your own comprehension, it is time to step outside of your ignorance and into the truth. The truth of the matter is, is we live in a society that is created by those of us who continue to infiltrate the, ideolo the ideologies of just complete, blatant ignorance because they don't understand. It's okay for you to borrow from the dynamics. It's okay for you to borrow from the skill set. It's okay for you to borrow the lingo. It's okay for you to borrow or support or contribute to certain causes and movements and things when you yourself feel you are beneficial are able to benefit from it. But what happens when it's not a benefit to you? Does it matter then? There's a lot of people that are silent right now when it comes to the injustice. 
And I'm not a person who cares anything about a conspiracy theory. I'm not a person who allows my mind to be divulged in such darkness because I'm always about solution. What is the solution? A conspiracy theories, theories has no solution. It's just uh, discovering the thoughts the dark mind can create and back it up with whatever research they have found. But what is the solution? And honestly, there has been no solution thus far on the resolve of the hatred that is bred and born and passed down for generations and generations. No, we are no longer in shackles in a physical form. But yes, those shackles have taken place in other ways. The okay that conservatives feel walking into a place armed because they are standing up for their rights. But as a black woman, there's no way myself or my black family or my black friends would ever be okay or be accepted to just fight for their rights with their guns in a public place, regardless to if it's open carry. Because for us, it's always open season. We're always a target. And that's not being a victim. That's calling it what it is. Okay? I, as a black woman, I stand on the shoulders of so many great women and other leaders who have fought for my right to exist freely. My right to vote, my right to choose what I want to do with my body, who I want to marry, etc. so on. And because of that, I have a fearless energy, a very fearless, bold and brave spirit. But I refuse to be a martyr because of that. I'm not doing this to make any other person proud. I stand up for what I believe in. I speak about what I believe in because I believe it's right. Period. I refuse to be silenced. Um, because I know that the power is in the knowledge that you have and utilize. So that's why history is so important when it comes to culture. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I find it very difficult at times to watch certain movies and be around certain uh, people who are so freely speaking about slavery and the, the confederacy and people who feel one-sided really, really make me feel uneasy because it's a lack of psychological depth there. And then there's a lack of compassion and then there's a lack of understanding and then there's a lack of being able to communicate those things. So I instantly see us as unequal and that's a very difficult place to be when I'm in a position to speak and teach and share and also learn right I want to understand why people feel the way they do I want to understand how people can be afraid of someone because these people make them feel less than but the less than that you feel is your own issue that's your own personal issue it has nothing to do with me, your inability to stand up for yourself and not be passive aggressive is your own insecurity, your own issue. That's not anyone else's fault. No one can make you feel diminished unless you believe you are. No one can make you feel like you don't matter unless you believe that you are. And if you live in a society that has always told you, shown you and treated you as such, then you have no choice but to believe what you're told, right? I want to say to the people who steer racism and the people who are comfortable in that environment and the people who choose to raise their children up in that type of environment, there is a cultural, generational disservice you're doing. Because even though hate doesn't beget hate, 
giving back what you're given sometimes feels good. And you can't control the way a person reacts to your your ignorance or your hatred or whatever you're giving out. Nor do you get to play the victim once you get what you have given. And psycho analyzing and pushing people and making people feel like they should be a martyr to your treatment of them and they should stand still and still look up high and still have respect for you because you say so despite the inadequacies that you have made them feel despite the abuse you have given verbal emotional physical despite the systematic oppression that we occur every single moment of our lives both behind prison walls and not you are in a new season when i tell you that the world is changing the world is changing but first the ugliness has to be revealed and the more and more the ugliness is being revealed from the head down The more rebellion you're going to get, the more anger you're going to get, the more frustrated you're going to get. This is not just about picking a side. This is about standing for what you believe. What is it that you believe people deserve? Basic human rights. What is it that you believe people deserve? Basic respect. Privilege. Privilege. We all have a form of privilege. I feel very privileged to be black, but I won't tell you that being black doesn't also feel like a burden. We have to know more. We have to think faster. We have to articulate clearer. We have to show up when we don't feel like it. We have to be strong when we don't feel like it. We have to support when we don't feel like it. We have to do what we don't want to do when we don't feel like doing it because it's the only way that we can survive. And the very moment we choose to not, we're angry. We're insubordinate. We're disrespectful. We don't respect authority. You feel like your life is in danger. We're tired. Been tired. As a culture, people are tired. It's not going to be politically correct or even socially appealing, but we're taking a stand for ourselves, for our children, for our grandparents, for our great grandparents and for the people who have survived the demonic things that have happened to them in this lifetime and before. We are tired. You created a foundation of hate against our own, causing us to self-destruct and kill our own because it's the only way that we feel strong. It's the only way that we feel encouraged. It's the only way that we feel powerful. And that is a horrible way to be programmed. And trying to get out of that programming sometimes kills us. You cannot push a bear in in a corner for centuries and centuries and centuries and think that they won't fight back. Eventually they will. This is not just about race because that's how it began. This is now a cultural and societal war. This is a war that is affecting us on so many different levels that it has caused an uproar that uproar that you just can't control. It's affecting more than our culture, which is why you have people of all different ethnicities standing up and fighting for the rights of everyone, even though they look nothing like themselves. People are tired. It's affecting anyone who has let go of the ignorance they were taught by their racist parents, grandparents, and the society that has developed and pushed the supremacist attitude on our country, on our culture, within our country, because that's the only way that they can feel like they have power. 
In the 1960s, our civil rights movement only consisted of black people. Do you know that? But now in 2014, we're all taking a stand. Not one or two white people, not one or two Asians, not one or two Hispanics, Latina communities, everybody. Taking a stand for those of Native American descent, everybody. And if you feel like you are being attacked, it's because you should be. If you are feeling triggered, you should be. It's about fighting for injustice in all areas of the world. That means injustice in the streets, injustice in courthouses, school systems, corporate jobs, everything. Everything. When people are tired and backed against the wall, they're going to demand change. But make sure what it is that you're demanding is not something that you have been you've been forced to believe in. Make sure it's something that you believe in at the core. Know your why of fighting it. Know your why of standing up. Know your why of taking a stand against anything that has caused you pain, grief, and isolation. It's not just about protesting because you want your freedom. That's a privilege itself. You know why? Because we have people who are wrongly accused and whose freedom has been absolutely, absolutely taken away unjustly. But they can't they can't protest, protest their way out of that. It's important that you guys know that there is a difference between racism, prejudice, and bigotry. There is a difference. Racism is actions, practices, or beliefs, social or political system, they consider different. You consider different races to be ranked as superior or inferior to each other. That is what racism is. And that can be systematic or not so much. That can be politically or not so much. Racism is anything that is holding people back based on a rank that one culture has given another. Prejudice. Prejudice is a preconceived opinion that is not even based on reason or actual experience. It is just a prejudice. You are just prejudiced against a certain culture, creed, or belief because you don't understand it. Nor have you taken the time to get to understand it. You don't like certain type of people because of nothing you experienced, just because. Bigotry. Bigotry. <laughs> a person who is a bigot is someone who, as a result of their prejudices, treats or views other people with fear, distrust, or hatred on the basis of a person's ethnicity, orientation, race, religion, national origin, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, disability, socioeconomic status, opinion, and any other characteristic that you view. That is what a bigot is. And bigotry and prejudice absolutely are very similar. But racism is, not, is, is similar, but not the same. They're all different, even though they all are one. You understand? So when you're calling a person a racist, you have to understand what you're speaking about. A racist is the person who has the power to limit anyone else's progression based on what they view them as being superior or inferior. Right. A bigot can very well not be a racist. But most likely they are. But anyone can be prejudiced. Prejudice doesn't mean you're racist. Prejudice just means you're ignorant. You have some ignorant 
you know, uh, things in, going on in your own body, in your own mind, in your own intellect, in your own capability of understanding that is causing you to be held back by your own self. But once you do more research, once you do more of stepping outside of your fear, then a person who has prejudice can overcome that prejudice. Most times when you're racist, that's an embedment. That's something that you embed, you're embedded in and it makes you like that is a part of you. That is a part. I never believed a reformed racist. Like you were always racist. You literally hated someone because you felt they were inferior. And if you ever like someone who is of a race that you consider to hate, it's because you feel they're no threat. But all of those things deprive from fear. All of them. Fear of black people, Asian people, any type of minority being more than because it makes you feel less of a human, makes you feel like you don't have enough control, makes you feel like you don't have enough um, power over that of which you feel is inferior. The bottom of the totem pole, disgusting, low life, ghetto, poor, etc., makes you feel more powerful when you are in the presence of them. But it also disgusts you that they exist. It, it it's a very frustrating thing, and the truth of the matter is, is you cannot change. You cannot change a person's process in how they think you can't change a person's mentality you can't change it it's nothing you can do about that that is something that a person has to do on their own and you can't take it on as a battle that you need to face but you do need to know how to deal with it when it comes up you do know how you need to know how to deal with it when you're approached with it you do need to know how to navigate those waters because It is very well here. You hear about it when you're speaking about how people are being treated during crisis. Who gets help and who does not? Who gets money, who does not? Who deserves this and who does not? Who should be a part of our social circle and who should not? Those are the things that people are facing every single day. And it is causing people to react. So before you jump on the bandwagon of, oh, everyone wants to make everything about race. Understand that this country has been built on race wars. This country has been built and has continued to birth more things that cause people to feel inferior because of their race, culture, creed, and religion, period. You can say what you want. You can try to uh, sugarcoat it all you want, but the truth is the truth. And no, no one should have to pay for those faults of their previous uh, descendants. But you know what? If you do nothing to change that grounding in your life, then you are just as guilty as they were. It's not about just saying I have a black friend or a Asian friend or a Native American friend or a I've gone to a place where I've seen a if you can count the amount of black people you interact with, then let me tell you something. You should really review your life. I I used to have a big problem going to hip hop concerts, rap concerts, and I'm rapping the words and I'm sitting next to someone who is a a Caucasian woman who's drunk, who's just rapping these lyrics. And I know in my heart, she's never been around a black person in her life, but she wants to fuck one. She loves the fact that she can get off on one, but she also knows she holds the power of all I got to say is you did something to me. And the world is going to support me so I can be safe in my ignorance because I know I'm protected. But where does that leave the black man? Or where does that leave the black woman? I have no problem with interracial 
relationships because I have a family mixed with a bunch of interracial relationships. My grandmother is a mixed breed woman. My great grandmother mixed breed women, um, but we're black, baby. And the culture of blackness is a very diverse thing. But the truth of the matter is, is if you're only going to associate with a black or with a whatever culture that you are choosing to be a part of because you want to prove that you are not a bigot and you are not a racist and you are not prejudiced, then your intentions are foul and it'll never pass with us. We'll never believe you. You're not authentic. And if the only black person you know is a black person that was raised in a culture that you accept because it is in the suburbs and they talk like valley girls and they are around nothing but white people themselves because they themselves are trying to find their roots in themselves. That is not enough. That is not enough. Understanding that there is a diverse innate power in our culture and in any culture will give you the understanding that you need. But I'm not in the business of trying to convince you of why we're worthy. And I don't need you to try to prove to me that I am because I know I am. But again, that's an individual journey that's an individual space to be in. That is an individual lesson that I learned because of how I was raised and what I've experienced in life. There is nothing you can do to make me feel like I'm not good enough. I find power in who I am, not in who you say I am. I don't join movements and be a part of movements just because I'm black. I don't feel like I need to prove I'm black enough to black people. I don't feel like I need to prove I'm black enough to white people or anybody else. I'm black. No choice, no hand that I have in the matter. That's who I am. And therefore, I'm going to be my most authentic blackness. My blackness, my way. Whether you understand that or not matters not to me. I listen to Alanis Morissette. I listen to Kendrick Lamar. I listen to Tupac. I listen to gospel. I also like to listen to jazz. I also like to listen to instrumentals and I also like to meditate, but I believe in God. The duality of black people. Sometimes I like my natural hair to be go ahead and be a little wavy. And sometimes I like a relaxer because I want to wrap my hair and lay it straight. It doesn't matter. I might cut it off real short and do a pixie or I might get some jumbo braids. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have to find who you are, where you are, where you stand and why you want to stand there. And you have to stand in that despite what it looks like on the outside. Anytime I see anything regarding a race war, it infuriates me because I know that that is ignorance winning. Not on the victim, but on the person who has chosen to exert power out of their fear. You being afraid of someone because you are intimidated about their existence. You're intimidated that they are even here. So much so that you'd rather them die and you can sleep at night knowing you've let your fear killed them shows just how evil you are. The things you say behind closed doors about those that you fear, the things you say behind closed doors about those that you are, you know, not understanding of. That says so much about who you are and anybody who is in that circle with you and who listens and doesn't correct you. It says a lot about those that you allow to be in your vicinity because of comfort. No one is checking you on your ignorance because everyone is ignorant around you. That is even more, even more sad and sickening than the latter. So I encourage you 
during this time to not just focus on the result that has been exposed, not to just focus on the sum of what has been cultivating. Put yourself in a position to really make a conscious decision to change, to be different. How can you correct your own wrongs and how do you correct those that are around you that are contributing to this type of world, this type of society? How do you correct that? What do you do? No one's saying you need to go out here and start a protest. No one's saying that you can make the changes in your personal life. Because that's what trickles down to your children. And that's what trickles down as a generation. What you stand on, how you enforce certain things, how you refuse to allow someone else's ignorance to be your own. Silence. Silence when you need to speak is what matters. So... I wanted to give my thoughts on that. And I hope that it answered the questions that you guys have asked me to explain. Because I haven't spoke about that. I've been going through my own life, dealing with my own life. I, I, I don't want to think about uh, race and all those things because right now the emotions are real raw. Burying a family member and then on top of that, knowing what's going on in the world, it's getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And it's not going to stop today. There's a lot of things that have to be revealed. There's a lot of things that are needing to be um, brought up and they're going to keep being brought up until we deal with them. Period. Okay. So I love your freaking souls. I hope that you guys are um, in a great space. And I know this is a long one. I did not want it to be this long, but it was necessary. So until tomorrow's daily dose of energy, guys, I love your freaking souls. And yeah, stay, stay good. Stay in a great mind. Allow yourself to be peaceful and allow yourself to hold yourself accountable for the decisions that you make especially when they affect those who don't have the power to speak up for themselves and that's regardless to your race religion color or creed okay so until tomorrow's daily dose of energy guys bye